KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Hoffman. In for Debbie Cruz, it's Thursday, February 16th. The impact of a recent spike in hepatitis A on people who are homeless. More on that next, but first, let's get to the headlines. The University of San Diego is about to appoint a group of researchers to its new Violence, Inequality, and Power Lab. They're calling it VIP. Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs was on campus yesterday. She was there to announce $580,000 in new federal funding. That money will be spent to hire research fellows, and they're going to work to solve problems locally and worldwide. As we know, addressing inequality isn't just about addressing it right now, but actually how it factors into the broader issues we're having in society. This federal grant money will be used to hire eight researchers. At least two of the spots will be reserved for local scholars. Cal State San Marcos is expanding the number of school districts where students are guaranteed admission if they meet a certain criteria. Students admitted under this program, they're going to be supported by a peer mentoring program in their first year at the university, and it also includes ongoing assistance throughout graduation. The five new districts are Bonzel Unified, Hemet Unified, Poway Unified, San Diego Union High School District, and Guajome Schools. Those districts are joining 10 others, mainly up in North County, that are already part of the alliance. Speaking of North County, the North County Transit District is offering a discounted fare package for its coaster train services. It's called the Coaster 5-Pack and the Coaster 10-Pack. These are pilot programs that give riders 5 or 10 days of unlimited coaster train service and also regional transit system rides. That includes MTS bus passes, the trolley, and the sprinter, so pretty much all the transit in San Diego. You can buy the packs through the Pronto mobile app at the Pronto ticket vending machines. Those are those purple machines that are near the transit stations. Or you can go to NCTD customer service locations. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. San Diego County health officials are continuing to monitor a hepatitis A spike. Reporter Kitty Alvarado went to downtown San Diego. She spoke with a homeless advocate and several unhoused people to discuss the issue. On any given day, you'll find Tyrone Bivens walking the streets of downtown San Diego. He said he had no idea there was a spike of hepatitis A until we told him about it. It's ridiculous what they're doing to us. According to the county's Department of Health and Human Services Agency, there's not an outbreak of hepatitis A because they typically see two to three cases a month. So far, one person has died of the disease, and there have been five recent confirmed cases, three among the homeless population. Somebody's already died. That seems like an emergency to me. Michael McConnell has been a homeless advocate for 15 years. In 2017, 
An outbreak hit the homeless population. Nearly 600 people were infected and 20 people died. Bivens says until people start seeing those who are experiencing homelessness as human beings, nothing will change. Couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. Searching for God's peace. The county has started vaccinations. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. San Diego city officials took a step toward building denser housing this week. Reporter Jacob Ayer says the city council narrowly approved a wide range of updates when it comes to how the city approves new buildings. The San Diego City Council voted 5-4 to four to loosen rules allowing taller apartment buildings and more backyard units for properties near current or future mass transit. This construction can now happen when the transit line is as far as one mile away on a walkable path. Previously, it was a half mile as the crow flies. Circulate San Diego's Colin Parent says the change will help San Diego meet its affordable housing and climate goals. The biggest thing that this is going to accomplish is it's going to expand the universe of land near transit that's going to be able to take advantage of some of these innovative housing programs from the city of San Diego. But there was a lot of pushback from groups like Neighbors for a Better San Diego who say dense development should be contained to heavily trafficked corridors rather than smaller neighborhoods. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, calling all movie buffs. We have a look into what's on tap for this year's San Diego Jewish Film Festival. We'll have that story and more coming up just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. If you've ever been to Mission Bay or even just driven along Interstate 5 in that area, you've probably noticed dozens of old mobile homes and they're literally right along the water. Well, crews, they've been tearing them down and the remaining old units, they're on their way out. That area is called the Deanza Cove Peninsula. And KPBS reporter Eric Anderson says that the mobile home's removal is just the latest step in a 40-year-old battle over the parkland that sits around Mission Bay. An excavator with a claw cut into one of the last mobile homes still standing at the old Mission Bay Mobile Home Park. The park was abandoned after a decades-long fight with the people who lived there, and the cleanup began in earnest last summer. When we took over the lease back in 2019, there were 169 mobile homes remaining on this property. Uh, now there are only a handful left to be removed. Jacob Gelfand is the CEO of Campland on the Bay, which is demolishing the park. He says the process wasn't as easy as just coming in and leveling everything that was standing. Before we were able to start the removal and demolition processes, we had to actually conduct asbestos and lead abatement 
of all the homes. And while the teardown process is almost over, the future for the northern portion of Mission Bay is still unsettled. Environmentalists want to greatly expand the wetlands at the mouth of Rose Creek and around the De Anza Cove Peninsula. Campland officials want long-term security for their business. And San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria knows the two sides don't always agree. Ultimately, that vision uh, will be determined by the public and, and many public hearings. But what I'm recommending is a balance of uses that would include uh, op options like low-cost camping coupled with uh, some restoration and expansion of our existing wetlands that I think are very important for our climate action plan. There is still a lot of debris on the site from mobile homes that have been torn down, but officials say that by summer, the bike paths around the peninsula could be open to the public. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. The 33rd San Diego International Jewish Film Festival will showcase 35 feature films, both in person and online. Arts reporter Beth Accomando has this preview. For more than three decades, the San Diego International Jewish Film Festival has been showcasing the best contemporary Jewish films and documentaries. The films selected represent the Jewish experience, but in recent years include more Arab perspectives, such as in Cinema Sabaya. The film explores the hopes, dreams, and opinions of a group of Arab and Jewish women in Israel who take part in a filmmaking class. Then, surprising alliances are at the heart of Dead Sea Guardians. It's the Middle East. Too much politics. But environment cannot wait for politicians. A Palestinian, Jordanian, and Israeli join forces to raise awareness about the Dead Sea drying up. While that film looks to the future, Others look to the past and find new stories to tell about the Holocaust, says festival chair Christina Fink. It never ceases to amaze me of what we call nuggets of new information. We found new stories, new information, new ways of showing Holocaust stories, new voices to be heard. One of those new voices is an archaeologist named Joram Jaime, whose excavation of a Nazi death camp in Poland led filmmaker Gary Hockman to make the documentary Deadly Deception at Sobibor. The archaeologist reasons that the Nazi extermination camp should be treated as a crime scene. What we are doing there, we are looking for evidence. There is something? Yeah. He uncovers not just the runes of the gas chambers, but also artifacts that reveal names and birth dates of victims, many of whom were young children. The remnants are emotionally potent, as Dutch archaeologist Ivar Schut notes in the film. The whole story, which is a story about big numbers, it's more or less impossible to understand. But when you see those items, the whole story becomes quite personal. Then it's very easy to take in the whole story and to understand the whole story because you come on a personal level. It's not an abstraction. It's not a story of big figures anymore. It's a story of one person. But unearthing these artifacts also leads to unexpected hope, says Fink. I don't want to give anything away. There are just human beauties that come forward with what he does with his discoveries that just make you restore your faith in humanity. Hockman hopes that films like his will aid in teaching about the Holocaust, because education is vital. Education about the Holocaust isn't just important because it's a horrific 
historic event. I think it's important because I think people forget that a place like Sobibor is the outcome of violent bigotry. And for violent bigotry to exist, you have to have public hatred. And boy, do we have a lot of that in our current lives. My favorite documentary at the festival is Four Winters, about Jewish partisan resistance fighters like Faye Shulman. All I owned was a rifle, a leopard coat, and my camera to take pictures to show in case I won't survive, there will be left some pictures and documents prove that what happened. Shulman's determination to take these photos under harsh conditions is phenomenal. Her photos provide a rare glimpse into how Jewish partisans lived and fought back against the Nazis from deep within the forests of Eastern Europe. An image of Shulman in her leopard coat with a rifle sums up the contrast between the life she had previously led and the one she was forced to lead. As Holocaust survivors age and die, films like this are vital for recording powerful first-person narratives. Photos are also at the heart of the documentary Searching for Gerda Taro, about the female war photographer who died covering the Spanish Civil War in the 1930s. The festival once again proves that there are always new stories to tell and new ways to see the world. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. The San Diego International Jewish Film Festival runs through February 26th, and keep in mind, that's the in-person showing, and it's happening at the Garfield Theater up in La Jolla. If you don't want to leave home but still catch the movies, the festival goes virtual from February 27th to March 3rd. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Matt Hoffman. It's been a lot of fun being here with you, but Debbie Cruz will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.